I've made the mistake before and I kind of retracted the prayer of asking God for patience. That is the one prayer, man, he will answer that so quickly. He will give you something to wait on like you, will, you know, and I, uh, so that's the, if you're, if you're just looking for prayers that will get answered really quickly, I mean, patience is one, but the thing is the only way you get it is by waiting. The Profile. You're listening to Premier Christian Radio. Hello and welcome to The Profile here on Premier Christian Radio with me, Sam Hales. I'm the editor of Premier Christianity magazine. That's the UK's leading Christian publication and it sponsors this show and makes it all possible. If you would like a free sample copy of our latest issue, just head to our website, premierchristianity.com. You can fill in the form there and we'll send you the latest November issue of the mag completely free of charge. You've got nothing to lose, so why not do that now? premierchristianity.com forward slash free sample. Today on The Profile, my colleague Premier's Simon Tuck has been in conversation with the frontman of the Christian band Big Daddy Weave. Big Daddy Weave are an American Christian worship band responsible for many well-known songs, some of which you've heard played here on Premier Christian Radio. And Premier's very own Simon Tuck has been in conversation with the band's frontman, Mike Weaver. So let's have a listen in to their conversation. Yeah, we well, welcome to Premier Christian Radio. We love playing your uh, the tunes from Big Daddy Weave, and um, you know uh, that it's just such a blessing to us. And you've made our top fifty. And right at the end, we're going to talk about one of those songs, uh, which is "Trust and Obey," that has made the top fifty. The people love it. But I want to read a quote first from you. Okay, uh, we need to fall in love with Jesus to the point that we just can't help but talk about him because he's the most important part of our life. What was going through your life at the time when you wrote that? Well, I have to tell you, man. So when I grew up, I grew up in church. Um, I grew up with parents who really did love Jesus and really put that on display. Um, Church, in a lot of ways, kept me out of a lot of trouble. But in another way, it kind of, if you're not careful, you can get just enough church to inoculate you from the real thing, you know? Just like when it's like a snake bite venom or something is made from the venom, you know? And so uh, for me, it has taken Jesus pursuing me for me to love him. You know, I, I can't boast of my love for him at all. I was told that I was supposed to love him. And so I would try my very, very best and, um, and think I was getting it, you know? But it wasn't until I realized how much I didn't love me and encountering him in those spaces where he didn't agree with my fault finding of myself, that is when real love for him is born. Real love for him is born out of receiving his real love for us. You know, it's, and, that's, and that's the entire thing. So all of a sudden, when we have the commission to go and tell all the world about what he's done, it's not just this thing that we're checking off on a list. It's something that's living and burning inside of us because we have literally experienced the kind of love that we're about to share about. And then when we encounter him on a real level, on a very a everyday personal meeting you in the depths of the grossest place that you are, you know, and then realizing his love for you has not changed man, there is something born in you at that point, you know? And so that's, that's the thing is not to, we're, we're not going out and kind of marking off this to-do list for God. 
as much as we're receiving life, the life that he promised, and then loving the one who's the giver of life in such a way that you can't, you can't keep that in, you know? Yeah. And that is something you've learned from a very early age. That was something you and you and your family were actually living, you know, at that point in time, that was something that you discovered. You know, it was, it was something that I wanted, I wanted to think that at an early age, but it was something my dad was especially living. Um, my dad had grown up around church and had gotten sick of church, um, had walked away from that whole thing because he would kind of compare himself to the people in church and he would see kind of their judgmentalism sometimes, whether it's on purpose or accidental or however it happens, you know, and he would be like, gosh, man, I'm, I'm as good as those people, you know, with, without, without all of the list that they're trying to force me into, you know? Um, but then I, I guess it was, it wasn't that long after I was born. I'm, I'm the oldest in my family and man, my dad, I remember when it happened, you know, just as a young boy, dad just began to pursue God in a very, a very real way, man. And that, that made a huge impact on me. And I think that's what later in my life, kind of into my teen years and, and so on, um, has, has stayed with me. Man, I remember on a Saturday, uh, my parents worked uh, civil service in, uh, in the States. And uh, so they were off on the weekends. And I remember looking for my dad on a Saturday and I couldn't find him and asking my mom, where did mom, where did dad go? And she told us to stay out of their room because he had made a place in his closet where he would literally get on his face for us. And any, anything good that has happened in the life of the ministry of Big Daddy Weave comes from those prayers, those times yeah. that he spent in front of God in person for us, you know. And my dad always was a huge servant to us, you know. And so I realized that we, we, my brother and I, and the rest of the guys at Big Daddy, we, we drink from wells that we didn't dig, you know? I mean, the Lord has been so good by putting an example like my dad, you know, in front of us for so many years that we had him, you know? That is brilliant. I love that. And I think there's a moment where there are stories I've heard of like parents who have read the Bible and who've prayed and grandparents who have uh, prayed. And when they've gone, they've, they've left an indelible difference. You know, there's an emptiness because you realize that you think, man, someone's not praying for me anymore. Do you know what I mean? In the sense of like, you could feel the sense of God because somebody was stepping in on, on who you were. So that, that must've been, when your dad left us, that, that must've been a, a tough moment, but you've spoken that he's in a, he's in a better place, right? Oh man, I'm telling you, the reality of heaven seems so very close to me. It doesn't negate the pain of missing him, but it does put it in perspective because when you have that ache of dealing with loss, you realize this is not the final destination. This is a place that I'm passing through. And then you also see, because I've wasted so much time in my life. I've wasted so many woman, moments like looking for like the, the ideal like moment, you know, if, if only this could happen, then I could really enjoy this. Then I could really, I could, I mean, fill in the blank after that. But you know, it's like, it shows me the importance and the value of today. Like today is something that once we step through to the other side, there's so many experiences here that are no longer going to be valid. You know, the opportunity to give is one of those things. What you do with your finances while you're here, if you do stuff that matters for eternity, 
that's something that's going to go on, you know, because after we step into eternity, I mean, the streets are made of gold, man. Like what is, you know, there's, are you going to break off a piece of the pavement or what? There's not, there's not that opportunity anymore. The same thing that I've learned also, and this is rough, man, but maybe this is for somebody specifically, just pain. Um, we're going to, we're going to a place where he wipes away every tear. But so what do we do with our pain in these moments that we're here, how we respond to God in our pain is, is something that maybe we're never going to have the opportunity to a a type of worship and a type of response that we're never going to have again, once we reach heaven, you know? So today matters. Today matters. Even the, even the not, the seemingly not so great parts of today is still an opportunity to encounter God and respond to God in, in a way that maybe we never will have the chance to do again, this, you know, the other side of heaven, you know, it, it seems any right. Can I ask how Jay is? Because this is, a, this is real. This is, this is where faith hits the road because someone you love um, has gone through a, just a load of crap, right? They're just, they are, in a place where it's, it's tough and you're looking in, but you're caring in. So how does faith really, how does faith is really working at this point in time? Because you, is it been a roller coaster of emotions? I mean, sorry, too many questions, but Jay. Okay. First of all. So my brother, um, my brother Jay, uh, yeah, his, his struggle in his health for a long time. And both of us, I mean, you get the name big daddy weave because of our struggle with our weight or whatever, you know, if you're in the, you know, Southeastern part of the States, then you are Big Daddy. That's your nickname. Like you don't really even get a vote on that. And so, um, man, my brother has has dealt with diabetes. Um, man had a, a a time where his health took a turn for the worse. Had been given some medication that was helping in one way because it was keeping his sugar levels regulated. But the other thing that was happening was restricting blood flow, and he didn't really realize. Um, and he kind of put off dealing with that. And man, at one point was almost died and was rushed, rushed to the hospital um, to save his life. They had to amputate both of his feet. Um, it was one of the darkest moments in our family, for sure. Um, I remember riding in the ambulance with him. Um, and uh, my heart was so full and I, I don't even, I didn't even know how to pray in that moment. And my heart is just like, God, help and the Holy Spirit spoke just as clearly as I can remember. And he said, how does all of this stack up against your religion on paper? And I told him, God, I know what I'm supposed to say. I know what I would say to somebody else. Mm. And at that moment, I felt kind of sorry for saying some of the things I'd said to other people, you know, I said, but all I have right now is you. And I'm telling you the quickest response. He just says, I am all you're ever going to need. And man, my brother to see him to see him love other people so much um to see him literally be the hands of jesus sometimes i mean when he would pray for people and god would just do the miraculous i mean not because of jay but because of jesus you know but my brother loves god in that way the same way that i would share about my dad you know and when when he uh when he didn't see the breakthrough in his own life in that same way, man, that hurt, that hurt all of us. And it left us with a bunch of questions, honestly. It, then like so many people I know, it's like, we just want to know why, 
you know, when things happen, why, why, why? And you know, I've never, <laughs> I never got an answer and I've never met somebody else who got an answer to why, honestly. But then when we um, were, were bold enough to ask a different kind of question or had the fortitude to ask it and say, God, what is it that you're doing right now? then, man, we would see how he was moving in our lives in a million different ways. We were, we were talking earlier, just even before this started, about, uh, about little moments when God just really expresses his love to you in a way that is so personal that you, I mean, you know how real he is and how real his love is for you. And I mean, it was like that. It was in the faces of people. It was in messages. It was in small kindnesses. It was in these chance happenings or whatever that things would just fall into line. And you're like, I don't know why it didn't happen some other way or whatever, but God, I know that you're here and I know that you're with me and I know that you're for me. And I know that these things that we're going through, even though it seems like this is forever, this is this is only for a moment. This is only for yeah. a moment compared to where we're headed. But we are quite so, stuck right now, though, aren't we? Like you said, yes. we go back to what you said because you know you said you know you looked for thing you look for things around you right now and you want to sort this before this is you're happy or you want to do this before you're kind of like in a better place. However, that's out of context and that's also out of time in the sense of compared to eternity, seventy, eighty years compared to eternity. It just should get us give us a perspective. Yes, it really does. And you, you asked how Jay um, is doing now. And man, you know, it's, it's been another uphill year, but um, he, so he's had to do some dialysis. He's even got it figured out to where he can, <laughs> he can do it when we travel. He's like, I mean, he has, I mean, it's, he won't, he won't take no for an answer. Like he yeah. wants to, he wants to be out there. Um, uh, I see all of us in a way kind of wither when we're not out there, you know, and it's, but especially him. Um, and uh, yeah, man. So I, I thank people because we've gotten messages from all over the world of people just praying for him and, and just encouraging him. And, and that has, that really has just meant so much to us, man. The body of Jesus is, it's really incredible. The worldwide body of Christ. And we want to thank people for standing in this thing with us. Thanks. Yeah, well, we we would definitely continue to go pray for for you and your family and for Jay and for the um, just because we we want to ask God to continue to help him be the person he is in this situation to show and demonstrate who God is in this as well because that's the right question, surely. Amen. Amen. You, your songs reflect then every, a lot of what you've been through. Um, does that? Is that an easy thing to write about? Um, are you, it, does it, is it a way of expressing how you can feel easier so other people can stand with you in those songs? You know, I think um, for a long time in songwriting, I was hoping to just give the encouraging word, you know? And I always wanted the kind of testimony where I could really be awesome at something and they're like, look how great he is at that. And that is never, that is never in any way, not even in the smallest bit been my testimony. My testimony has nothing to do with my faithfulness towards God. You know, it has every bit of his faithfulness towards me. And so the songs, I think the songs that really reach and the songs that really connect with people connect with people at the place of, of our pain, you know, that we go through, but then it's also realizing the pain is not all there is. The enemy likes to do this dance on 
on our pain and say like, no, this is who you are. This, what's happened to you is who you are. And that's not true. I mean, even though that, that's how he gets in because he says things that you kind of can't deny. You're like, that did happen, you know, or whatever. I did do that, or that did happen to me. But that's not the truest thing about who we are. The truest thing about who we are is whatever God says. I thought for the longest time in my life that walking in humility just meant self-deprecation. But man, that, that's really not, I really think that's kind of a false humility. In fact, it's sort of backdoor pride, you know, because I thought for a long time, well, I can just mess up anything. And it turns out I'm just not quite that important. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm just not, I'm not that powerful. But man, the, the truth is that what he says and then coming into agreement with what he says is the most important thing that we can do because his truth is greater than whatever facts present themselves about our lives in a lesser way. He's the most true thing about us. What he's done for us is greater than what's been done to us. And what he's done for us is greater than anything that we've done. And that's, that's where our identity comes from. You know, you're back in the nineties, you're in school and Um, you're playing your instruments and other things. And the boys are starting to form together for this big daddy weave band can you, I yeah. mean, if you look back, I mean, it's 22 years, right? This year, I think it's 22 years. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Uh, so if you'd kind of spoken to yourself 22 years ago, you know what, this is going to happen. Would you, would you, I know, it's, would you change anything? Like a back to the future moment, you can go back like Marty McFly and you can see yourself again. Would you connect or change anything or move anything or say anything to yourself? You know, I, I think that I, I would. And I, I would say the same thing that I think I was kind of saying to myself along the way, but it would come from a different angle, you know, because my dad's life verse was Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And that has always been mine and my brother's as well. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And then this is the part that's for me. Don't lean on your own understanding because at every turn I would somehow second guess the faithfulness of God. You know, all he does is continue to pour out his faithfulness. And all I seem to do is find a way to figure out why it's not going to be true this time. (laughs) Do you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, so, I mean, we had no, we had no plan. That's how you wind up with a name like big daddy weave. You know what I mean? There was not a good idea. It literally was a jam session on campus that led to leading worship on campus yeah. that led to leading worship in wherever else we kind of got to go. And at any moment, we always felt like we were going to get found out and we were going to have <laughs> to get a real job. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's like, do they know this is what I'm doing for a living right now? Like if they knew, I feel like they would, I would be made to go do hard labor or something. You know what I mean? And, but God has always been so faithful and even, I mean, and it's been, you know, the ups and the downs and every, every kind of thing, this picture and the story that he's, that he's telling. But when I look back and I see his faithfulness, what I would say to myself then is, look, you really, 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 however many reallys you can stack onto there, need to believe in how faithful he is. He's got this. He's got this. Do you think you would have listened to yourself? Yeah, probably not, you know, <laughs> because of who I was back yeah, then. Yeah, that's exactly, maybe, exactly. I mean, as of who I was in like an hour ago, probably <laughs> yeah. the same, you know, it's, I want to say that I'm different, but then yeah. I, I don't know how different I am, you know, but this, yeah. I can say the same of the Lord too. He is so, he is so good. 
and he has not faltered in any way in our direction. You know? How patient is God with us? Because oh. <laughs> that is it, isn't it? Seriously. Because you'd want to go back and say, change this. But actually God is saying, I wanted to do that as well. Man, I, I was up for that, right? How incredible is that too? And man, I've had, I've, I've made the mistake before and I kind of retracted the prayer of asking God for patience. That is the one prayer, man, he will answer that so quickly. He will give you something to wait on like you, will, you know, and I, uh, so that's the, if you're, if you're just looking for prayers that will get answered really quickly, I mean, patience is one, but the thing is the only way you get it is by waiting, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Mike, what did it say in your end of year book when you left school? college uh peace i'm out of here that was like i was because like, <laughs> i i was homeschooled for the last bit of high school my high right. school years okay um and and then uh, in a time when homeschooling was not <laughs> it didn't seem like it was okay uh so i'd like in the states we had a, a test called the ged and I, I took that just to be safe because i didn't know if anybody would believe we had graduated you know um and in school i never i never finished college I, there was there was a day I remember the moment that it happened. We were standing and um, the Lord was just moving on campus. It was like we were there were these big strong athletes and they were all just weeping at the presence of the Lord. The speaker was up there and he's sharing and we're just kind of behind him playing. And I turned to our guitar player Jeremy and I said, "Man, I think that <laughs> I think I just quit school." And he was like, "In the like what you know in the middle of the set like what's going you know and." I said, no, I, I just, I'm not learning anything about what this is, you know, here. And I think I need to, I need to just pursue what this is, you know? And, um, and sure enough, the Lord has, has let us do that for 22 years this year, even if we're stuck at the house for a little bit, you know? <laughs> I was going to say, uh, you, you homeschool your own children. How, what have yeah. you learned from your own homeschooling that you've tried to adapt to make better for your own kids? <laughs> my kids are way smarter than I am. You know, I, uh, man, my son, Eli, he is, he is so sharp. My son, my son, Zeke, like his wit is just like, it's razor sharp. And you have to like, man, come on now. Kindness, buddy. You know what I mean? Kindness. It's like, that was a really good one, but, but you know, take it, <laughs> take it easy, take it easy on your sister. You know, um, what I've loved, um, is geez, man, you're going to get me started again. Um, is the gift the gift of, of them. Yeah. You know, um, we talk about learning about the love of God. And I remember holding my children when they were so small. Um, I've struggled so much with loving myself. Um, but the love of God is what thwarts that in my life. It stops that in my life. And, um, I was sitting, I remember when Eli, my, my oldest was just born. I remember when he would just fit in this part of my arm, you know, and I was sitting and we have a chair we call big brown chair. It's this wonderful chair. It's made for big daddies. You know what I mean? And I'm sitting there in the middle of the night and he's just falling asleep. And <laughs> the love of God just came crashing down on me. And I'm, mm. I've never imagined a love like this. And I'm very messed up. You know, I'm very limited in my, you know, my love capabilities or whatever. And your God and you love me perfectly, and you're the one who even created this kind of love. How great is the love of God for us, you know? And I see that in my kids. When they get something right, I am so ready to celebrate, to just throw a party, you know? And then when they get something wrong, I just want so badly mm. for it to be made right, you know? 
it's it's never because I've got this. I mean, I'm fishing to give it to you. You know, I mean, there's those times when we get frustrated and stuff like that. But yeah. but man, deep in my heart, man, is I want what is best for them. You know, better than I think they can even know how to want it themselves because I'm a little further down the road. You know. So how much greater is the love of God for us? I, that's what I learned from them. And that's what I, I see when I look at them, you know. Do you want to stay informed on the best of what's happening in the UK church today? Premier Christianity magazine is for you. The UK's leading Christian magazine is published every month and features interviews with Christian leaders, in-depth reporting, reviews, columnists, and loads more. And best of all, you can try it for free. Head to our website now to request the latest edition worth £5.95, completely free of charge. Visit premierchristianity.com forward slash free sample. How are you kept on your feet? How are you kept sane and secure? Um, is it your wife? Is she the, 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 the calming influence in your life or...? Oh my gosh, man. My wife, dude, I'm this big, gnarly, ugly dude, you know? And it's like, I didn't have a shot in the world with my sweet wife, man. Candace, Candace Weaver is the grace of God with a cool looking pair of shoes. You know what I mean? And, um, and she is, she is the, I'm telling you, such a champion yeah. in our home. She does it with such an amazing attitude um, and a love for all of us. Yeah, she keeps me sane. And but there's it's awesome. She's the person with a list though. I'm oh. the person that gets like if I see more than one item on the list, it shuts me down. Like I can't I can't do it. I can't but my wife is like she thrives on checking off items on the list. What I have to do is take the list from her sometimes and just kind of like not today. You know what I mean? You, you know that like that like that thing. And that's the, is that how it is at your house too, man? Or? I have just literally been text the list from my wife. We are, are we, she's, <laughs> she is already camping and she sent me a list of what I need to bring when I go meet her after this interview. She said, all right, I've sent you a list. I went, what? She goes, I've got a list. I went, oh man. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, you know, Twitter increased to 288 characters. I'm just, uh, text messages can go on for like, like pages. Do you know what I mean? This is like. Come on, love. Seriously, jump in. <laughs> That's amazing. That's exactly right. That just sounds. It sounds so familiar. She just like, and, and she will. She, but it's cool because after this much time, so we've been married. This year is fifteen years or whatever. And and so she, you know, I think I think we've learned a lot from each other, though. You know, so maybe I'm a little more ready to help with the list. You know, um, but then at the same time, she understands the value that the list can wait because maybe there's something bigger right now. There's something more important right now. Yes. Yes. I, I, I feel that probably uh, you're that let's go and do something where she might think it through before you do it. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she's the, she's the rational. Well, see, I think when you're, you're asking how we keep saying, I'm not sure that I have, <laughs> I think I may be actually at this moment insane <laughs> and I kind of call her out of, her ultimate sanity into a little bit of a break from that maybe. And so I think a lot of creatives are like that though, you yeah. know, you know, people in, God, in what we do. Um, yeah. Yeah. Where is God leading you as a band at the moment? Man, um, to hear, just to hear, to hear him and know him. That's, that's it. That sounds overly simple, but man, until you really try to, <laughs> 
walk in any level of consistency in that because we we have our take on what's going on you know but then there's his take and i think for us it after 22 years of something it's hard to break out of what you've always done and i really just am challenged in the lord and i had like a tearful conversation on the phone with our manager yesterday just laboring over like it can't just be what it has been we can't just go after where we've been before and to just see this thing continue if any if i know anything from this entire pandemic is god is shaking things up in the earth i mean the enemy means it for evil but man god is using it as a time to shift the church because before he comes back i really feel like the church has to look like a different church yeah. you know it it really has to be that you know he's ironing and he's fixing and he's doing all these things to prepare the bride, you know, um, and, and I just, I feel like there's a deep, a deeper thing that the Lord wants us to, to press into him for, you know, yeah. and it's not just playing shows. I mean, I hope that it's still playing shows. I mean, <laughs> you couldn't prove that by the last months or whatever. It might've just ended and we knew nobody told us or whatever, but, but the thing is, I, you know, I, there's always, we're never going to exhaust who he is. I mean, for all eternity, we're going to keep going forward and knowing more of him and who he is and being amazed at that. So for me in this season, it's to hear God say, to be willing to hear him say something that looks completely different yeah. than, than what we've ever known before, you know, because we're already in that situation in a way anyway. Yeah. Um, there's no time like the present. Let's, let's get into, to, you know, concede and give in yes. to him. No, totally. And, and it's caused the UK uh, churches to not meet. You can't meet in a UK church. And it's caused us to go mm. online. And we've met now more people than we ever have done. We've, not, we've never had such uh, figures for you know, people seeing and being involved in the church on a bigger scale. And it's just absolutely brilliant. I think God has just broken down that moment. Like we all saying, we're never going to meet new people. We're never going to get out there. We're never going to see whatever. And then suddenly it's like, oh, hang on a minute. We're actually meeting new people. Oh, and by the way, we're standing on our street corners clapping for our emergency services and I'm meeting my neighbors. Oh, but we, before, we weren't meeting our neighbors because we never had a chance to get out there and see them. But now we were yes. seeing, we're seeing them every week. And what, what a kick in, you know, kick in the right place for us as a church to say, I'm sorry, but your community is really important. I'm sorry, but the people who are the most important people in your society are those that care. Come on. Man, it's, that's so good. And I think that everything we've just described is the jumping off place. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because it's, it's the diving board into what it is because it's, it's not merely a number, you know, but it's like, now what do you do? What do you, what do you, we give them? Because if we're not walking with God in a deeper way, our own self, what are we going to have to give them? Because I hear this kind of, it's a hard word because of where I come from when I, when I was growing up and I think of religion. But the word repentance, man, is it's this turning. It's this changing of our minds and turning of our hearts away from our thing to God's thing, to who he is, and to be, to be open and to have hearts that are pliable for him to, in the moment, be leading us into to deeper intimacy with him. And that that's what we're giving people, you know, not just a good you know, well, we played these songs and man, they went over really well. And there's like, you know, and man, this message and the people were so moved or whatever And that. And that's all great. 
But unless it leads us to a place of greater intimacy with God, then it, you know, what, what have we really done? And so that's my prayer yeah. is like all of a sudden, because yeah, you see like people going, man, people who never came to church or whatever are yeah. checking things out and their hearts are open in a way. But is it like, are we only just going to be like, Hey, welcome to this, uh, yeah. this, this club, or is it, we're going to be like, I need to introduce you to the one who convicted me so greatly this morning that I couldn't yes. hardly get off the floor from just being broken in front of him, just saying, God, I know you alone are God. And I want to give my whole self to you to see you turn this world upside down with your love for people. Yeah. You know, Mike, who inspires you at the moment musically? I mean, when you check out the, 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 the maybe the CCL charts, or you check out like your Spotify list or whatever, who's on the radar at the moment that's inspiring you? Oh man, you know, I, I'm a worship junkie. Um, I love, I love all the stuff that's coming out. Um, so, you know, Dante Bo, I don't know if you've heard any of his stuff, man, his voice is so cool. And it's like, you know, he's, he's singing these things, but, uh, but I also love a friend of mine just sent me a record by a couple guys. They call themselves Shane and Shane. And I don't, it's man, they just made a record that they call vintage. Okay. And um, it is so simple. It is so simple and so good. And it's, you know, singing older worship songs like Knowing You, Jesus, Knowing You, There Is No Greater Thing. Man, I sat in my living room. I can tell, man, people are just going to think I just sit around crying like all the time, <laughs> I swear. Because like ever since I had kids, man, and I started talking about the love of God, I, man, I just been like a crier. And I, I'm tired of crying, honestly, man. But but to just sit in, to sit with him in those, those songs that meant so much to another time in my life. And yeah. so I love the brand, brand new, but then I also love something that's willing to take us back a little mm-hmm. ways, man. And just to hear a couple voices singing outstanding harmony with acoustic guitar, just with piano, just so intimate sounding, man. That record by Shane and Shane Vintage is my, my latest favorite thing to just sit with the Lord with. It's really beautiful. If you... There's like uh, an accident in your house where all your whole record collections there, but you can only rescue one of your old school back catalog, which is the song you'd rescue. How in the world can you <laughs> even say what that is? Like how that is so much, that is such a diversity of everything, man, where would I go though, man? You know, and I hate it. I hate it because sometimes I feel like I might leave the worship records and I might grab Aerosmith or something. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not, it Nails. On the day, Come on, you know, you know the album. <laughs> Come on now. We, when we went to, I mean, because when I work out in our garage, like with my son, Eli, we've like, there's not been one worship song in the entire setting. It's, and I hate to confess this because now I know I'm going to get judged or whatever, but it's like, it's been Van Halen and Aerosmith. Oh, it's been like all of these ones that are the ones make you like want to, you know, lift something or whatever, you know? And, uh, and so I, I love, I just love a great rendition of okay. whatever it is. So if it's rock and roll, that's what I always loved about Sting was like his music kind of blended these different styles, you know? So it's got this pop kind of chorus but then it's got this sort of heady like story going on, but then all of the parts that's not, you know, you're going to hear something bluesy. You're going to hear something soulful. You're going to hear something jazzy. You're going to hear. So yeah, Bonnie Raitt, um, you know, uh, John Mayer, um, Bruce Hornsby. Um, 
all of all of these people you know I, I mike, love all mike that's that's, know. that's a big list there i mean i think you're picking up a vinyl Dude, box that's what we're saying right i'm probably <laughs> gonna lose my life getting the music out of the fire <laughs> is what i'm telling you i may it may be the end of me if that is what really happens you know so um Trust and Obey is the song that Premier Christian Radio um, have. Uh, you've made it to the top 50. Um, that's what people love this tune. And I personally love it as well. I, I'm, and I, and that's genuine, by the way. Right? I, I wouldn't say that to everybody because um, that's just something radio people do, right? But I do actually genuinely like Trust and Obey. Um, tell us a little bit by why you did this particular track. Um, and the the heart behind it and and it must still feel incredibly relevant throughout the whole of your career because this isn't a brand new song do you know what i mean this this dates back a while but i think still there's a moment where your some of your songs are just literally feel very timeless which i love oh man i can't even believe we're talking about this song right now like i can't i think this is really kind of this is kind of tripping me out man because I, I mean, I've never talked with another living human, human individual, I don't think, maybe one other time from, from the UK, maybe that was all, about the song Trust and Obey on our record. Like, as far as America goes, I don't think they know that it's on any of them, you know? And this is from, gosh, Trust and Obey was quite some time ago as well. So this, I mean, this is... I, I think mean, it's 2000. It, like, I think it's 2008. Yes. Yeah. On every time I breathe, the record every yeah, time I breathe. It, yeah. And and for a while we were we would just always include a hymn because I grew up singing these songs and there's such a rich theology in the hymns, and so trust and obey um, resonates with the life verse that we were talking about Proverbs three five and six. You know, um, I had heard of um, you know. In South Korea, there is a church that is like, I mean, millions of people or whatever, you know, and Pastor Pastor Cho, I would hear about church, church growth people coming to visit him and be like, how do you do this? How do you, how do we recreate this kind of growth? And they said the only thing he would ever tell them was pray and obey. That is it. Like, that's the only thing. It's that simple. And you kind of feel like you're getting, you know, you know, come on now, there's got to be, you know, but that really, that really is it, you know, and I want to complicate everything, you know, but that's really all he's calling. He's not calling me and holding me accountable to what I don't, for what I don't know, you know, he is, he is just, but there's some things that I do know (laughs) and that's what I need to take a step on today. And so just take that next step, trust in the Lord or stepping out in obedience and just believing that, you know, that he is everything that he says he is. And the, the thing is, that's, that's it, you know. Um, Philippians 4, 6, and 7 has been a verse that has carried me through this pandemic. You know, don't be anxious for anything, but in everything, with prayer, asking for help, with thanksgiving, yeah. bring your request to God, and the peace of God will guard your hearts. That's trust and obey for me. You know, the Lord spoke this into my heart years ago. He said that the fruit of a heart that trusts in the Lord is thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the fruit of a heart that is trusting in the Lord. And so if you're having trouble trusting the Lord, begin to thank the Lord. And if you are trusting in the Lord, you'll see thanksgiving comes out. And that's it. Just to break it down and say, you know, just to trust and obey, you know. Mike, would you like to introduce the song for us? 
I love it. Today, if you're overwhelmed by everything else you have heard, um, this is just a simple reminder. Our life as children of God is just to listen to the voice of our Father and, and do what He says in the most simple way that we can. And that's, that's what it is to trust in Him. much for listening to the profile today it's been great to have your company do hope you enjoyed that conversation between premier simon tuck and the big daddy weave frontman mike weaver we'll be back same time same place next week with another fantastic interview just for you have a great rest of your weekend we'll see you next time for the favor